because we're all basically you know on the same mission um and right after i spoke with her the first time um, i talked with a a therapist and she's looking for where to learn about integrating psychedelics into her practice and having to go to peru and or jamaica and stay for a couple months to learn this learn this stuff and it's going to cost you know five to ten grand it's like there's a huge need so if we all come together and kind of facilitate that with with sarah with what she's doing um i think that she's offering a very need needful service for for healers so yeah i mean it'll prevent some therapists who are really really good people um from doing it you know from like being able to like if you that means like if you can't spend ten thousand dollars to go and you can't like put your practice on hold to go to jamaica like you have to wait to be able to like talk to your clients about integration and i i don't think that's fair like that just makes it only so that like more of the richest of the rich can can do these things and that's not <laughs> you know right. and even maps what their program was costing for mdma for certification was like mm. i think closer to thirty thousand. And they have limited numbers too. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think that they'll 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 require licensing for what you're doing and special licensing for doctors or therapists to integrate psychedelics into their practice? It's not. I mean, licensing might be important, but here's the thing: like the best shamans, some of the best shamans I've ever worked with may not have had like a high school diploma. And like none of the things that, well, probably getting a psychology degree and like studying um, gestalt and trauma and parts work in the brain is really, really helpful. But that's not the thing that I needed to be good at what I do. What I needed was like to be in my heart, (laughs) to know my soul, to to be able to talk to another soul, to get out of my head, you know? And so. I um, I do like I'm working on starting a school called Inward Academy, but um, being a doctor is not going to make you a better guy, you know. Um, but being a doctor might, you know, um, be really important to help you meet somebody like in their wholeness and like the types of healing their body needs or, you know, um, how the I mean shut me out if you need to because I could keep talking but um but you know being a psychiatrist that understands like psychedelics for example might make you less likely to give somebody antipsychotics and start to look at like what's and not always can you but sometimes you know I mean the first person who taught me talked to me about this was a psychiatrist so I yeah I have a side project actually that is is uh, alternative to psychiatric medication to be pushing not only the nutrition but also the use of psychedelics um, because because I'm very anti-psychiatric meds. That's just me personally. So I'm glad that you're on on board. With it's totally true. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There's a we in, in the last episode we talked about retreats, retreat and health and wellness centers and. Um, there's a one of these retreats uh, I forget the name right now but it, it basically is having people sign a waiver 
because people said we don't want to stop taking our pharmaceuticals or our antidepressants or SSRIs, um, but we still want to experience these. And so they're actually letting them sign a waiver and still undergoing these ayahuasca ceremonies while being on their SSRIs or antidepressants mm. or, you know, neurological drugs. And it's that's where I think that there's a problem with, um, I think that psychedelics kind of awaken a consciousness. Um, I think that that's kind of your goal is to awaken the consciousness or, a, you know, a conscience in these um, these doctors and healers to get back to natural healing rather than being prescription drug dealers, um, basically, that so many of them are, are, you know, stuck in that, that loop of just putting a bandaid on uh, with a prescription, uh, not really curing the problem, but just trying to um, mask the symptoms. Um, and I think that when these healers try to or, or experience a journey on psychedelics, they'll come back to their practice with a whole new mindset um, and, and more of an open heart. I think that on, might be the case, the right you know, um, they still have like a whole medical system to butt up against and, um, you know, and they'll, you know, there'll have to be whole infrastructure changes and like who can afford this, who can't, but, but um, I've worked with people in the past that are on other medicines and um, what can, what happens is like um, they they can't they get they can get stuck because like their other neurotransmitters are stuck in like a non-reuptake pattern and so like instead of being able to have like all of their natural you know brain waves on deck like there are parts that they they have a hard time getting to the breakthrough and and sometimes that can make it worse. You know, like if you're on an SSRI and like your serotonin, you know, or you're used to like blocking things and then the medicine's trying to get you not to block it, you know, I, like a lot of dysphoria can happen. Yeah, I have a, I have a friend that seemed to not be affected. He was drinking multiple cups of, mm -hmm. of ayahuasca, but he also had a history of medication use. And so he, he couldn't even hardly, he did have some experience like later at night when he was laying in bed, but it was very difficult yeah. for him to even get the benefits of it because of that. Yeah, it's, like it's really interesting. I mean, when we get, you know, when we don't deal with the trauma that creates the depression in the first place, you know, we're, we're really accustomed to being able to block it and we can, we become very effective and we can like over, we can overcome the medicine with our control centers it happens a lot i think it's also you know sometimes there's so much there like i've had some some friends that when i had some 5meo dmt and i wanted to share it with everyone and, and talk about the experience and here you should try it and i want you to go to space and all these things more of it it was more recreational at the time because i was young and a new experience it was just so mind-blowing but there were certain people that they would just kind of look at me and like i don't they, they would say i don't feel anything this is you're hyping up it's like this is stupid you're hyping something up that like this is ridiculous but it was always someone who was either on other hard drugs like opiates or methamphetamines or something um, anti-anxiety anti pills 
or they had like so much trauma in their lives. It was usually the people that had a rougher life or a lot of trauma that I know That's of. And if they yeah. had so many walls built up that like it, they wouldn't let themselves go. And like, I would always say like, just let it take you blast off into the wormhole and, and go with it. Don't hold back. But I mean, people have such a block built up sometimes that they like rob yeah. themselves of these experiences. It's so interesting. And there's going to be more and more of that, you know, like more people who are like, I don't get it. What? I mean, it happens now and they like build up their expectations. Like I've worked with people, I, you know, how to change your mind was like, not, it was a gift in some ways, but in some ways not because you have these people who have like never ever considered doing psychedelics. And then like Michael Pollan writes a book and they're like, okay, so I'm going to go there and experience exactly what he experienced, you know? <laughs> I'm like, the expectations yeah. are getting away of, you know, the spontaneous thing that the medicine is supposed to do. Or not, you know, there's no supposed to. Well, there's a flow there. And even when, when uh, ceremonies or groups that come together, you know, I've got some people who do a lot of breath work, but they're not as experienced with plant medicines. And they'll be like, Mike, why aren't you holding ceremonies? And I'd be like, it doesn't really work like that. I don't, I'm not going to advertise this. People come and they have a need and then you fill the need. What medicine do you use? Well, it depends on who the person is and what they need and why they're coming to me in the first place. And then they may choose who comes to the ceremony. Like, it's not like, it's, it's, it's an organic type of thing that unfolds when it, the way it needs to unfold. Um, especially if you're listening to the plants and allowing that to guide you. So. I don't even know how this is going to fit into regular therapy. I think it's really interesting. Um, but well, I'm, I'm I mean, I've been working with therapists for the last the year, way. and um, it's gone really well so far. So, yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, it's empowering cool. to at least to be able to talk about it and know, and even if you're not going to do it, like, because you're afraid to lose your license, you should at least be able to tell your, your client, like, this is what to look for. Like if somebody walks up and is like, I'm a shaman, you know, that's, that's not necessarily a good sign there, you know, like how do you use yeah. discernment? Well, and, and, and you as a, as a coach, this is one thing I like you, you can coach and offer services to people without being the provider of the medicine and not have to deal with a lot of laws yeah, as that, far as that what is you can true. offer. Um, I work that, for, you say that's true? I do some consulting for earth residents and out of Amsterdam and like people can just order it. And like, I can't order it. I've never tried it, but I know what it is. <laughs> so, and I can consult with them and advise them on what to expect and like uh, practices mm -hmm. to use. Yeah. You, they're yeah. shipping truffles. They're shipping truffles from the Netherlands right now. Oh, the, the the black market's raging right now with what's. I mean, I've I've seen people all over with bags of mushrooms and chocolate bars that are prepackaged already. Like uh, major companies, just, everything. Yeah, like it's there's a full uh, renaissance, like they say, um, but it's all underground. Um, really in black market and it's you got to watch out and be careful because you're either getting ripped off or you're not getting pure things I mean with these plant medicines it's a little different than ketamine or MDMA um, or this uh, 2CB uh, LSD even basically all these all these chemicals that are made in a, in a lab still 
you know, they have their psychedelic benefits, but if you have, you know, Joe Schmo down the block in, in his laboratory basement, a lot of these guys, they got chemistry degrees and then didn't apply it to a career, couldn't get a job. But so you have all these chemists that are now sitting in their basements, cooking up all kinds of different psychedelics and, and different derivatives. And, and uh, it, you know, I can see a lot of uh, bad light being shown on this industry because of the bad players um, and and some of the I know that we'll see as soon as they started really legalizing cannabis there was um, cannabis syndrome where people were getting that hypoxia um, like you know and all of a sudden now there's a uh, side effects from cannabis that we never heard of it was just <laughs> really high dude you know that was the you're, you're, you're tripping but now it's like people throw up and go to the emergency room with this cannabis syndrome and they're finding out that it's because the cannabis was grown with uh, chemicals and pesticides or has mold on it because they didn't cure it properly and dry it right and so I think that you're gonna see so much of this industry um, you know, be be frowned upon, and, and because of these bad actors and these bad things, players going on, and and it'll cause the industry overall, FDA, like we've talked about, to to get these medicines into the hands of the big pharma, and doctors will prescribe these, um, and so you you will still have to leave the country for these ceremonial things and really immerse yourself into that rather than going to some retreat in Oregon that like people opened up their backyard to offer you know the drugs that they've yeah it's a weird world and like I um don't need to get go down that rabbit hole (laughs) like I know I know the medicines I know I know consciousness you know I mean as much as I could know in this human body you know um, and we're all, you know, we always are kind of like prone to entropy, you know, or chaos. It happens. <laughs> um, I just gotta like hold my ground and um, hopefully like share and guide and teach people who are coming from the heart the right ways. And, and also like teach them to look at themselves for the right way, like really look inward for the way to be with that, you know?